Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. On Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. We're live in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We hope you are staying warm. Mike and I were down here today because it's preseason. That's what they call it in soccer. Uh, training for the upcoming season, and it was day two of workouts for Atlanta United. We're going to talk with Garth Lagaway, uh, president of Atlanta United, coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. But, Mike, we've been focused on football, and rightfully so, mm. coming off a super wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. Yeah, it was a blast, and now we're trying to find out who the coach is going to be. The word, as you guys by now have read, that uh, Arthur Blank, and you heard he was on his yacht, meets with Bill Belichick, some face-to-face time. Uh, the Falcons, according to D-Led, that's Mike, uh, earlier today put in a request for Ben Johnson. We talked about Aaron Glenn. But uh, Ben Johnson uh, will speak on Friday because uh, Dan Campbell said, yeah, the coordinators will knock out interviews Friday after practice and Saturday after the walkthrough. As, you, as a coach, you don't want it to conflict, obviously. The way we always worried was Shanahan, you know, little preoccupied with the 49ers as he was, you know, coaching us to the Super Bowl. But uh, we will get a chance to talk to Ben Johnson. I'd love to see here as well. But uh, – the Belichick thing, it's its so polarizing. There are so many guys say, look, how can you as a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in six years thumb your nose at the greatest coach to ever you know, do it? <laughs> and I go, well, easy. easy. I can walk you through it if yeah. you want me to again. The last four years, not everybody goes out. Did Tom Landry basically win the last game of his career at the Super Bowl, throw his hat off and grab his balls? No, that's not the way it worked out because Tom would never do that. But, I mean, whether it's, you know, Chuck Knoll or I mentioned Don Chula, Carl, it's it's not everybody goes out like a fine vintage. So these guys are still locked on. Yes, if you could tell me and Carl we could go get Belichick in the time machine from 2010, sure. That's not the Belichick we're looking at here. We're looking at a guy that will probably bring his cronies with him. And I don't know what he's going to do draft-wise. And you're telling me, brother, he's going to deal with Rich McKay yeah. over his shoulder? Uh, uh, the, the crony thing is interesting because, you know, we're talking about guys that are familiar with him and guys that he's either coached with or under him. But this is – I think he's waiting in the cut, Mike, as we say, and seeing what else is going to play out. We still don't know what's going to happen with Dallas. We told you last hour, Mike, Tom is not going anywhere. Duh. And let's just talk about this for a second. Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator, 49ers, Anthony Weaver, Ravens, Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator with the Ravens, Bengals OC, uh, Evero, the Panthers DC. All these guys that have interviewed, you look at it, and and the first thing that you see is Bill was the guy that they wanted to talk to in person. This now, almost seems cursory. It right? does. Perfunctory. It does. it does. And so, you know, I, my issue with this, and, and right. this is what kind of got my goat this morning was, 
people around the league who are familiar with this are saying, yeah, it's probably Bill's job, but they're not going to get him unless he decides he doesn't get offered these other jobs and then right. comes back to the Falcons potentially and says, yeah, I'll take the job. I don't want to be second. I want you to want this job. I want you to come here and want to win. I want you to be invested, wholeheartedly committed. Mike, that doesn't sound like that. Yes, you spoke with Arthur Blank, and I'm sure because Belichick's been around the NFL his entire life, he answered all of those questions perfectly. Right. And and if this is what our Arthur Blank wants in our owner, here gets us to the next step. What happens if Belichick, from what I'm hearing, says, I do not want Rich McKay involved in the personnel side of things. Wow, then then it's an existential crisis for Arthur Blank, who's had Rich McKay with him, you know, going all the way back to 2004. Now, I have to say this, Mike, to, to clarify real quick, but I want you to finish. Understand there's already been a rift. This is what I'm hearing in years past. Do we not know that, that Rich McKay is head of the competition committee? What happened to the Patriots? They got hit by the competition committee. That oh, is, was, that, was that Goodell? Is that, or, or, or is Rich part of that process? He's influenced. Okay. Okay. I'm just giving you a, a little background here. This is not like, hey, these guys saw each other on the street and looked at each other and didn't like each other. <laughs> right. There's history. So if Belichick, and part of Belichick is, and Mike has said this, if I'm going to come in, look at my resume. If I'm going to come in, right. I want to be able to do whatever the hell I want to do. I do not want someone looking over my shoulder. Or, let me give you another, I'll give you another alternative here. Or is Belichick simply taking a page out of the big tuna's playbook, his pal, Bill Parcells, yeah. and simply using us as leverage, leverage, as Parcells did back in 2009, Please let that be. Yes, for those who don't remember, Parcells came in here, had, had, a, had a, co- a cup of coffee with Arthur Blank, and eventually used it for leverage for more money from Wayne Heisinga from the Dolphins. Sure did. So you can go look that up for guys who don't remember how that played and out. And by the way, Jerry, my guest, Mike, would pay him more than what Correct. Arthur would pay you could him. use us for leverage. Jerry Jones crying, blubbering, realizing that, you know, this is he ever going to get back to the Super Bowl? Uh, to me, he's got to make that, you know, that Faustian bargain and go get Belichick. And, and Belichick is going to tell Jerry? As Shiller said, you're not doing 25 press conferences talking. You know, you can do your radio show, but I'm in total control here. Your son's not involved. And by the way, ironically, Jerry has built Steven a- won't be involved. Daddy, Belichick says I can't have my parking space. <laughs> Steven won't be involved. <laughs> he changed the Wi-Fi code, Daddy. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing about the, the irony with the Cowboys is Jerry has maybe through hook or crook drafted the right pieces, put a really good team together. Just Dak chokes in the big moments. Yeah. And Dan Quinn choked in a big moment. You might want to blitz, Dan. They seem to be cutting things up. You might want to alter your plan. So if you're if you're Jerry, would you ever? Could you ever get in, in in bed with Bill Belichick and and give him autonomy? Because and getting back to your initial question, Arthur Blank security blanket has been Rich McKay this whole time. It has for twenty years, and this is the point we're getting to. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. If Bill wants this job and he wants to come here, what makes you think that he wants that situation that every other coach has incurred since they got the job? All of them did what? Right. Reported. To Rich, Rich McKay. Correct. Do you believe that Bill Belichick's going to do that? The answer here, let me answer it for you. No. <laughs> not just no. Hell no. He's not going to do it. All right? 404-726-0929. And that is why we said there's going to be some kind of power structure here where you go, all right, so then Rich, he's not involved in that anymore. Right. So Belichick's going to say, I report to you, just like I did to Mr. Kraft. Correct. I report to you, Arthur Blank. 
that is where this gets interesting and people go, wait a minute. So you take him out of the equation. My biggest thing, Mike, is I still don't want him picking the groceries. No, and that's where, look, the general manager, all you guys out there that, like, love the job that he did in free agency at Fontenot, still, as we are not really sure how you pick the wide receivers and the skill position guys, tight ends, running backs in the first round. If that was on Arthur, whatever, that's water under the bridge. But you're going to marginalize. If Belichick comes in or Fontenot is either going to be simply a guy basically doing exactly what Belichick tells him why, or he's out Why'd you do your hand like that? Like he was going to be stamping, stamping <laughs> like rubber, documents. He's just, he's just a rubber band for Belichick. Come that's, on. Well, that's it because no. you're further marginalize the guy. <laughs> Come on. Well, I mean, Belichick's like, yeah, I can work with him. Um, that's what, exactly what I say. And that's what it's going to be. <laughs> you know, how do you think this is going to work? Wait a minute. I can work with him? Yeah, I, I can work with him. I just keep Rich McCann out of my way. <laughs> make sure that Fon Noah does exactly what I tell him to do. <laughs> and that's it. And that's how this, that's how this is going to work. You know why I'm laughing so hard? Because it's true. I mean, what part of this am I making up? You know, what part? Of, so, all right, now, while we're on the subject of Belichick, let me give you a rosier scenario. Please. All right, that's Harbaugh. Now, we have not. There's why? Nothing, there's nothing out there that says we've even phone called and made tried any effort to reach out to Harbaugh. He concluded his interview with the L.A. Chargers yesterday. And uh, so far, that's the only interview he's made. How do you not at least, what, you're going to, oh, that'll upset Belichick if you talk to Harbaugh? Screw that noise. Yeah. How do you not at least find out what Harbaugh is looking for? Hey, Harbaugh, we're told you're going to want total control of personnel-wise. No, no, I, maybe he's changed his vibe on that. If I could find some, let me talk to Terry Fontenot. Maybe you mean Fontenot will we'll laugh at the same joke. The other alternative, and this is something which you and I really got onto today, is, and this is from Chris, because I, I had not seen this this morning, but it's been out there now for Sporting News and SI, that Antonio Pierce, if you interview him, and we are going to interview him, apparently has a handshake deal with Cliff Kingsbury to come along as his offensive coordinator. Now, if you could guarantee me or give me some reasonable idea, we're going to go get a, rook, a quarterback in the draft. Carl, imagine Antonio Pierce, charismatic guy. Maybe maybe capture some of that D'Amico Ryan's lightning in a bottle, and you got Cliff Kingsbury running the offense. What Falcon fan wouldn't be excited about that if that was available? Yeah, I, I think... All of these defensive-minded guys have to have a plan for offense. He's ahead of the curve here. He's telling you right now, I, I, we're going to have a dynamic offense no matter where I end up because I'm bringing in a guy who this is his M.O. This is what he's done. Now, you're going to say, well, Dukes and Bell, why didn't it work in Arizona? I'm going to tell you his name is Kyler Murray. Correct. Okay. When you've got Kyler Murray throwing his head coach on the sidelines, having fits right. and throwing him under the bus, it doesn't help. And that situation went from being great to being bad very quickly. So I'm with you on that. Mm. I, I like the idea of knowing where we're going because this is my number one thing. I've said this right. for two weeks now. I don't care who it is. I don't care what they look like. I don't care what planet they're from. How are you going to be productive with this offense? And are we going to score points? And are you going to maximize these pieces we have? If any of these guys are not doing that, I don't want them. I'm with you. And the idea, guys, whether you like Jaden Daniels or you like to stand pat at eight and let Michael Penix would be there for you. Now, the combine is going to clarify some more of these rankings and where these guys are perceived to be. Yep. But, I mean, the idea of getting a brand-new quarterback with, an, with a dynamic offensive mind, and that's why Kingsbury they gave him the keys to Arizona. And, as you said, it became a, a, a real personality squabble with him and Kyler Murray kind of threw his own coach under the bus. I think that's a compelling argument. And, Carl, if you missed last hour, D'Amico Ryans is proof. And 2008 with the Falcons is proof. If you get it right with the quarterback and the coach, you're right back in business. You guys hear Shh, shh. You hear how quiet it is? We're at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This place will be rocking if you start scoring points. If you put points on the board, offense wins. Okay? 
and I'm just telling you, we've been down here all day, and I keep looking around, and I'm going, this can be special. we got to score points. Brother, I want to get back to the, the days of Vic at, at the Georgia Dome and then that 17th season. And, again, we had a great atmosphere here against the Saints this year. But as you guys know, it's few and far between. Too often there's empty seats here and, and a lack of true energy and buzz. Hopefully we get it right. Guys, if, if Belichick comes here, Carl and I will pivot. We're not going to sit here and complain about it. There's nothing I can do about it. That's it. Then the die is cast, and that's our coach, and I let's go. I am trying to convince everybody yeah. right now it's a bad decision. Exactly, because it is a bad decision. <laughs> okay. Because you're not getting Belichick from 2012. You're getting Belichick today. Yeah. 72. A guy that, again, he drafted a quarterback and then couldn't make it work and then ruined his career. By putting a guy in charge who didn't know how to call offense. But you guys think he's he's going to be really dynamic and he's going to turn over a new leaf with us in his third act. This hour is brought to you by All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. We're going to come back. We're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes, Jerry Jones, Dan Campbell, Mike Tomlin. It was a crazy, super wild card weekend. We'll talk about it next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Let's talk about Super Wild Card Weekend. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This hour brought to you by All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. We're live at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Garth Lagerway, president of Atlanta United, is going to join us in the 6 o'clock hour. Also at 6, you will hear what Mark Slareth had to say about some of the things we've been talking about today, including what happened in some of these games. Now, Mike, we were talking about the biggest surprise of the weekend, right? Was it the Packers going into Dallas and mm-hmm. doing what they did, or was it the Houston Texans dismantling the Cleveland Browns? Well, I mean, because Flacco and the Browns, you know, you, you knew there were going to be some limitations there and some of the things they were going to try to do. Plus, around, it's a road game for the Browns. I, I still got to go back to just the way the Cowboys completely folded. I mean, I just thought, you know, if you go back and look, Jordan Love, we saw his maturation process from how good he looked at the first half against us, kind of getting a little tight and folding to the, the entire you – know, go look at the way he's evolved through the season, where you look at this guy and say, wow, they got it right. All those years we thought the Packers were a bunch of nitwits. And, man, Aaron Rodgers obviously flames out week one with the injury. And this kid is going to the next round of the playoffs. But to me, 
I just honestly thought there's no way Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are going to choke another one. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, today, as we've been on uh, watch to see if Mike McCarthy is going to get let go, you're fired. <laughs> he has not been let go as of yet. See uh, Jerry's reaction, how, how shook up Jerry was post-game? Well, I almost, I legitimately felt bad for Jerry Jones. The poor guy was crying. Literally. Well, he, he, Mike, again, I, you didn't expect it. I don't think he expected it. And, it, again, it was how it all went down for the right. Cowboys. The other big surprise, listen, I don't think Kansas City beating Miami was a surprise. I certainly don't feel like the Bills winning last night was the other surprise. But I did feel like, Mike, in watching the Houston Texans do what they did to Mm. Cleveland um, in C.J. Stroud's first playoff game, and he looked like a 15-year vet. Uh, The two pick sixes killed Cleveland. Flacco takes chances. But those were the two games, man, Green Bay and Houston, and it's just like, okay, now these two teams are two games away. Now the Texans have to travel to the Ravens. Obviously, we know that uh, the, the Packers are going to have to travel to the 49ers, which you know right. looks like it's going to be a good game. But who knows if Jordan Love plays the way he does? Well, Matt Lafleur certainly knows what Shanahan's trying to do. No doubt, he absolutely does. I want you to hear D'Amico Ryan's talk about the uh, C.J. Stroud impact that he's had on this football team. No moment is too big for him, and when you have a, a young player who can shoulder the load of your team. And the way the team is behind him, the confidence that he gives our entire team, it's so cool to watch, right, because he's such a special player. And, you know, he has, has a special season, and we're looking forward to keep moving on. Mike, what did you make of the Chiefs game? Because there was a lot of talk about the weather and how that was going to shake out. Ultimately, Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes, right? And, you know, they advance. The Bills game this weekend is going to be crazy. But what about that matchup? Because Tua and company can't be good teams well i mean all week guys i mean we were all on the uh i, I stayed with the chiefs i know four and a half seemed a bit rich but you know when you haven't won when it's below 40 degrees as a franchise you know with miami and certainly two hasn't either i just thought that you know they'd be able to keep it close because kansas city was going to drop some passes which they did yeah they did kansas city had a bunch of drops so Mahomes number should be a lot better travis kelsey had some more uncharacteristic drops but the uh you know the other story though was the the uh the, the, they set up for field goals now you can't do that in buffalo and expect to win they're gonna have to punch it in i agree but patrick Mahomes has never played on the road no in the playoffs in its history, which is amazing. It's always been at home at Arrowhead. This is Patrick Mahomes talking about what they did in Kansas City in regards to the game against Miami. They brought a lot of pressure. I wish I would have been able to make some of those throws. We had some guys kind of running free downfield. I missed a couple of them. But other than that, I thought the guys accepted the challenge. Um, we were able to throw the ball. We were able to run the ball against some of those pressures. I thought the O-line did a great job. I mean, we had that mentality all week is we're going to go out there and play football. Uh, we know it's cold, um, but we're going to go out there and play football and see what happens. Well, we talked so much about all the knuckleheads in Kansas City who can't seem to catch a pass. Going back to Kadarius Tony to start the season. Drop. Well, Rasheed Rice was unbelievable, man. Eight receptions. 130 yards, gets in the end zone, and just, just bouncing around, just making plays, man. That's you know that's what's been missing. Looking like a poor man's Tyreek Hill, that's the only thing that you we've talked about. It. They're, they're, they're missing the playmaking ability and yards after the catch, and you got it. Now, can you do that against Buffalo? Buffalo looked totally dialed in. Steelers probably took it about as far as you thought they were going I to. I did, yes. And, again, they got, they got some breaks. That one fumble that was ruled touched. The football skimmed the helmet of a guy who was falling out of bounds. So even though the Buffalo Bills players in field on the field to play with the ball, it was Steeler ball. Regardless, 
I think Buffalo is going to – you know what? I thought their window was closed, but ever since Joe Brady came up there and, re- and got things going, yeah. simplified the offense, maybe now it's just that's where they need to be. Josh and, and Allen. The guy. Yeah, he's playing a lot more relaxed. I thought he was playing with a lot of pressure on his shoulders when the season started. Remember, right. at one point, guys, he led the league in turnovers. Forcing stuff all the time. But now it just feels like he's comfortable. We've been talking about the Cowboys. They lose 48-32. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Jerry Jones, after the game, was asked about the coach and the quarterback. I don't uh, want to get into uh, any uh, of the uh, addressing of any aspects of any part of it, uh, from uh, the coaching to the players to what's around the corner. Uh, uh, on a personal basis, I'm, I'm forward. And so uh, uh, not that there's any world's smallest violin for me being forward. I get that. I understand that. And uh, I know where the responsibility starts and ends. And I've got that real clear, and I know that. But that's not the point. The point is that uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, disappointed for everybody. Now, he's got a big decision to make, uh, Jerry does, because next year is the last year for Dak, and there's the voidable years in the contract. Yep. And, you know, Dak, look, regular season, we're talking about MVP for Dak. But he has got me. He's just it. And I, I know we said this earlier. I don't like to throw the word around too much, but it is what it is. I think even guys who played football listen to our show and say he chokes. Oh, you said it. He chokes. Oh, don't say it. He chokes. Oh. And then they take the ball and they go right down the field. How about you said this earlier to start the show? How about uh, Matt Lafleur? We'll take the ball because yeah. we're going to stick it right up Dan Quinn's Coolio. He, and he did. I mean, to defer, most coaches would on the road. I mean, that's the golden rule, right? You just say, "Hey, right. we'll see how it goes." And no, man, we're going to be aggressive. I love the way they came out. I thought Matt Lafleur's game plan was was excellent, and they executed. I mean, his quarterback played an incredible game in Jordan Love. Um, By the way, Dan Quinn interviewed with Seattle later this week. Dan Quinn's he brand, takes that job, right? Yeah, it takes a big hit. I mean, like you, you take the body of work, but I mean, this was anybody who's a Falcons fan could see this coming. How do you not blitz? How do you not blitz Jordan Love yeah. and try to just get him off, get him off point a little bit more than he did? By the time he did, it was too little. The game was over. I think Mike. And I'm looking at this. I want to remember uh, the Packers had 23 first downs. That's crazy. It's insane. 23. Four, Michael Parsons was was healthy, right? He was he was on the field over 400 yards. They crushed the Cowboys defense, and they just didn't have any answers. But you're right. Here's the deal. Quinn is going to live off of what they've done right. the last few years and leading the league in turnovers and, you know, getting them almost there and, and his reputation, which ultimately is going to get him another high, a head coaching job. Right. I do think if Seattle wants him, that's where he'll ultimately end up. Rumor in Dallas was he was he was already trying to put a staff together, and oh. that may have been the reason why he wasn't as focused, okay, on what that needed to be done. Eye off the prize. Just saying. It's happened before for coaches, whether it's college or pro. Right. I had told you on Friday the Packers had had four sacks and Dallas had had none. None. Zero. <laughs> they couldn't do I mean, anything. But, I mean, this goes back to it. That's why Belichick should take the Dallas job. It just requires a loving touch. you got to tweak it. You know? <laughs> Are you trying yeah. to force him yes, there? Yes, he's already got it. He's got, you, you just got to figure out that. You get Josh McDaniels to come with you, all your minions. Maybe you, they take – I'm sure uh, the Eagles would let you take Mac Patricia for nothing. And you go down there and you fix Dallas because it's a, it doesn't it's, – it's almost like an engine that's out of tune. It doesn't doesn't need much. They one thing about Jerry and his idiot son, they've drafted really well. They got some oh, nice young pieces. They have. They've done a good job. O- offense, offensive line, right. defensively, they've done some great great work. All right. Now coming. the Eagles. The, I'm sorry. I know we got a break. The Eagles are the bigger question because uh, Kelsey's retiring. They're older. They're jammed up against the cap, and they just blew the window. They were. I mean, again, guys. Uh, 10 and 1. They're for number one seed, Carl, and the wheels completely come off. Yeah, this is why when we talked about the Eagles losing 
those last few games of the year, and they had to start the playoffs on the road. And everybody said, oh, no problem. That game at Lincoln Financial is a different deal. Right. I just feel like that's a different vibe. Right. But we'll, we'll never know. They get beat. We're going to come back. Road to the big game. We thought he was washed up. You thought he was done. And he has Super Bowl experience and could lead his team back there this season. We'll get into it coming up as we'll continue to talk about the road to the big game on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. That the Detroit Lions are just two games away from the Super Bowl. If they win this weekend and next weekend, they're there. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Lions are an interesting case study, guys, as we look at our Falcons, and we're still trying to figure out where we're going to go with our head coaching search. Um, not only did they win, a good game, Mike, you said it. That was an entertaining game with, between them and the Lions. I thought Stafford balled out. Right. That cut on his hand certainly, you know, it didn't look like it had an effect, but it was nasty. Right. Uh, and they were trying to patch him up. But give Jared Goff credit. He leads the Lions with their first playoff win in 30 years yeah troy eggman was the last time it was, it was like a young uh, cowboys team that got beat up there in motown so you know i think a lot of people thought when jared Goff got traded mike and we had this discussion when it went down we we're like man he's going to detroit damaged goods yeah what's gonna happen like, hey man um great job thanks for taking us to the super bowl we're trading you to beirut <laughs> it really that's what it felt like and you know dan campbell's like hey when he threw him the football in the locker room right. he's like look you're good enough for us, which I thought was really cool. Right. Here's the final call, guys. It was 24-23. Sean McVay, by the way, I, I don't know if a lot of people are focused on this because everybody's thinking about these coaching changes. Mm. I thought he gacked it, Mike. Four minutes to play. You got to go for it. It's right. fourth and 14. You end up punting. You only get a 31-yard you know, punt. You should have just went for it because you knew you weren't going to get the ball back. Right. That's where I mean, you, that's when you really have to think in the in the moment. What, is my defense going to get the ball back no. to me? No, they were not. No. Uh, but this is the end of the game, and then I want you to hear Dan Campbell talk about Jared Goff. One final time, Jared. One final time. Moves in behind center. Takes the snap. Takes the knee. This game is over. Oh, the Detroit Lions have won it. Celebrate, boys. Celebrate. You're coming right back here next week to take on the winner of the Philadelphia-Tampa Bay game. Yeah, man, and it's certainly attainable. Look, uh, the Eagles 
are dead on arrival. Oh. I mean, even their own fans. Think about this. Hey, honey, we're going down to Tampa Bay. Yeah, maybe we'll get a couple days. Hope we get the good weather. It's a beach. Pack your brown paper bags <laughs> and cut the eye holes out. Because, you know, you know, I mean, that's when you know your team has completely gone off the rails. And as we know, they, they lose their big-time consult. I thought it was great. You know, the idea that Patricia's in there as a defensive consultant. Now, let's, you know what, let's change our defensive scheme midseason because that will work out great. And uh, I know I mentioned Aikman a lot today, but I thought, you know, he was on point. You know who was not on point over the weekend? Who's that? Jason Garrett. Yeah. My God, was that tough. Bad enough I got to pay five bucks for it. It's but true. I mean, but Jason Garrett, the only thing he had going for him other than spewing every single cliche, man, that Patrick Mahomes, he's sneaky fast. Really? <laughs> you think? Uh, first time seeing him, huh, uh, Jason? Well, he was all over the refs. I'll give him that. But, yeah, it does make you appreciate Romo and Aikman and some of the other guys. And even uh, Todd, Blackle- uh, Todd Blackledge was he good. Did. He called a game, yeah, with Chirico. Let me hear Dan Campbell talk about Jared Goff as a leader. Yeah, I mean, I expect that out of him. I mean, look, he's he's played plenty of football, and he's been in all different types of environments. And I think, if anything, it probably felt a little special when you hear it every once in a while. I wouldn't think uh, that would make him tight or, you know, if anything, probably gave him a little boost. Listen, man, he's he's steady, he's reliable, he makes plays when you need him, and, uh, and the guys love him. They respect him, and uh, he's a leader. And that's all you can ask of your quarterback. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we, we, we spent some time talking about this earlier. Jalen Hurts' postgame comments wasn't our time. It wasn't your time. You're the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah. You completely just completely choked it out the window. To me, that just shows you that, I mean, as much as we love Jalen Hurts and lobby that he should have been a first-round pick, albeit second-rounder, you got to show some leadership there and say, I've got to be better. I know I wasn't 100%. I've got to be better. That's where it starts, man. It starts with the quarterback. Yeah, and it, Goff's taking that kind of ownership. Well, and, and he's right about being loved in that locker room. But, you know, when they got there, I just think that underdog thing, you know, it's not only playing for Detroit. It's also playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Big O, let's jump to Todd Bowles because I want I want one our listeners to hear this. This is a team, right, that won the division again, and I think the most frustrating part about this year, we can talk about Coach Art and all the things that didn't didn't happen. The Buccaneers lose Brady and win the damn division again? We were expected to actually finish ahead of them. Some folks had them as four and five wins this year down in Tampa Bay. Remember we all said, why didn't they just fire Todd Bowles when Brady left? That's right. That's right. Here's Bowles talking about the underdog thing. They were ready to play. You know, we, we're not going to go in there trying to play for a tie. We were going for the win. We know we're underdogs. We'll be underdogs next week, too. We understand that. We embrace it. We like it. Them guys come up play after play. We'll enjoy the night. We'll get going tomorrow in Detroit. He was aggressive, Mike. They came after Jalen Hurts all night right long and that's certainly the way look that's what Fangio was trying to do against Patrick Mahomes just wasn't working correct but uh, they were trying to do it they just couldn't get there I thought that the uh the one of the stories last night one of the interesting storylines for the uh for the Bucks of all the dudes out there I mean it was what Cade Otten and then who's the, who's the running back who was the other wide receiver we were talking about earlier was it David Moore? David Moore with the touch. They had all these guys, all these other dudes not named Evans and Godwin. Then Godwin eventually got in the end zone, he too. Did. He did. But Baker was just, hey, look, this is Baker. I, they talked about it on the broadcast. A little swagger. Getting his confidence This is Oklahoma back. Baker. Correct. This is Oklahoma Baker. Right. When, when he was at Oklahoma and when he came out in 18 and was the number one overall pick, yeah, he had the, the swagger that made you dislike him, but he right. could back it up. And that's what right. he did. And last night he looked like that guy. Well, the David Moore touchdown, I mean – 
the Eagles, and you hate to say this, but there's no other way to describe they it. tackles. They just look like they're just not yeah. even interested. Yep. Like, like it's a preseason game, the way they were tackling, that, especially on the David Moore, like pinball touchdown where he's bouncing around. But Baker Mayfield, they said that when he was in Los Angeles, you know, that little pit stop that was over Lance, there. Yeah. That, uh, Sean McVay said, hey, man, play loose, play with fun, get your get your swag back. And that's some of that he said, you know, he, he took everything. He had some ups and downs, some good day. That's why we were still alive in this thing. Correct. The final week of the season. But, Mike, but when he's on, he's he's on. Can we be honest those, about something, Atlanta? This started against us. This started right here in this yep. building. If you go back and look at where we were in the season, if we win that game and how we're in control of the division, and he brought them back and won the football game. And ever since then, just think about it. Right. How they've taken off, how they played the last four weeks of the season, it started right here. And I just, you know, for whatever reason – Baker is on fire right now. We'll see what he does against Detroit. Uh, Mike Tomlin says he's coming back. Last night, uh, after you know the loss to Buffalo, everybody was talking about uh, whether or not he is uh, worried about. Not everybody, but one particular right. reporter was worried about, or, or she asked the question. Go to the last year of his contract. Yeah, you've got one more year left on your deal. Tomlin dismissed it, walked off the podium. We found out today that he has made uh, the decision to come back. I didn't think there ever was a big deal, but nevertheless. This was him last night, though, Mike, talking about losing to the Bills. I'm appreciative of the efforts, but it's not mystical. Uh, we didn't do what was required to win tonight. We didn't take care of the ball. We didn't get it, get the ball from them enough in an environment like this, and thus uh, the score. 31-17, mm. uh, Bills win, Josh Allen and company. They look really good. Now they're banged up, and here comes Mahomes on the road, right. you know, coming, coming to visit the Bills, but – the fact of the matter is, it's still a quarterback league. And Josh Allen's doing things. Patrick Mahomes doing things. Baker Mayfield's doing things. You've you got to have great quarterback play. All these teams that won this weekend, think about how mm. their quarterbacks play. And that that is why whatever coach we're going to go with, guys, we still got to get that thing right. Right, and this is Josh Allen. I think that Josh Allen, you talked about it earlier. Earlier in the year, he was forcing things. And really, and even last year, some really bad turnovers. And they move on from Dorsey, the offensive quarter. They bring in Joe Brady. And Joe Brady's like the, he's the miracle worker. No, he's just, let's run the football. Play action. And right. Josh Allen, there's times where Josh Allen's just going to run people over. You know, and that's basically what you got against Pittsburgh. The only chance Pittsburgh had for any spark was that long field goal attempt that they blocked and that, you know, gave him a score. But that was about it. And the refs were kind of like, you know, pretty awful in that game, too. A lot didn't make a lot of sense. But, yeah, you knew going in that Buffalo is just a better team, heads and shoulders. Now the question is, can Kansas City, can Patrick Mahomes for the first time in his career in the NFL go on the road? He's, yeah. he's won neutral sites in the Super Bowl, obviously, but can he go on the road and win in Buffalo, which they've never had to do before? Buffalo's finally got the home field. Yeah, uh, two L's before the last few years. We're going to see. We'll, we've got all week to talk about it, and we certainly will. But coming up, we're going to talk with Mark Slareth. Stink stops by to talk about all things NFL. We'll ask him about some of these games, some of the coaching changes that may or may not happen. It's on the way on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.